Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to talk D-line reads out of the tight front. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. We have had a few people reach out to us about the teaching points we use in the tight front on our defensive front. If you want to go back two episodes, uh, we discuss how to align in multiple fronts. And this podcast episode got a lot of viewers and prompted some questions about our tight front. I know there are a lot of programs running the tight front now, and there's a debate about if it's a 404, a 4I, 04I, or a 303. In our terminology, we call a tight front our 4I, 04I. The reason we do this is to close the B-gaps and also to confuse the offensive tackle and offensive guard and to try and force double teams so we can free up our second-level defenders. Now, you know, a lot of people talk about the tight front wanting to be a bear front. For us, uh, our bear is our 303, but I think if uh, you look at it, they do a lot of the similar things when they turn to, to try to close down B-gaps for teams that run a lot of inside zone. Now, I don't want you to think that our D-line, you know, simply take up blocks so that other people can make plays uh, by aligning them in our four-eye, but it does, as an offensive line coach, uh, you know, kind of confuse the guard and tackle and make them both alert or aware to the movement of that defensive tackle, especially if you've got teams that are, you know, lining up in four-eyes or fours and they're moving their front on the snap of the ball. Uh, We want our D-line to make as many plays as they possibly can, and hopefully by uh, using today's podcast to explain uh, how we teach these reads and how we teach, uh, uh, you know, the guards guards to be read and the tackles to be read, uh, we can explain a little bit bit of this and it'll make more sense to you. Uh, When we talk about our four eyes, uh, we basically have two keys. Uh, We have a sight key, which is the guard, and a physical key, which is the tackle. Uh, now, you know, these four eyes have to, you know, know, number one, first and foremost, that they are B-gap players, and they are reached by the tackle, uh, you know, by alignment, uh, but they just can't be reached by the guard. Now, you know, allowing these tackles to understand that they're B-gap players, you know, allows them to make some, some plays underneath, but a lot of times these guys are used to playing uh, shaded techniques on the outside and fighting reaches, so, We want them to understand that since they are B-gap players and they are aligned inside the tackle, that their alignment is allowing them to be reached by the tackle, all right? So we want them to keep their eyes on the guard as their sight key, but feel the tackle as their physical key. Now, uh, you have to practice a couple of these different reads, and I think this is something we talk about. You know, in the old scheme where guys were outside shades, you would work on you know, a base block, uh, a veer block, a reach block, you know, some type of fan, and a pass protection block. Well, we feel like there's a couple of different things that you have to work on in a tight front that you don't normally work on as a shaded front. So uh, I want to try to talk about some of these things today that we try to teach our our guys in four eyes. Uh, the first block we try to teach and uh, is is what we would consider to be a down block by the guard. Now, if you get a down block by the guard, there's a lot of different schemes that could be going on. You know, you could be getting two downs, a, a down by the guard and a down by the tackle. Uh, so anytime we get a down block by the guard, we tell our guys, 
We need to get skinny, get hands on that guard, but also you need to expect some pressure from the tackle. You know, this could be anything from a, a, a power scheme, you know, any of those things, but we wanna make sure that our guys understand where their pressure is going to come from and to feel that, you know, we wanna to touch our sight key uh, as much as possible. So anytime that guard blocks down, we wanna to try to get hands on him to try to touch that. Now, it's important too that I think that you teach your four eyes and let them know that they are, they're spill players. And, uh, you know, by being B-gap players and inside, that they're gonna spill any run to the outside. Uh, the second type of block we work on uh, daily is a fan block by the guard. Now, uh, you know, as a, as a football player, you know, you understand as you read these blocks, number one, we're gonna get our hands on our sight key, which is our guard, all right? The next thing we're gonna do is, uh, you know, we're gonna try to be a football player. So we do have, allow our guys permissions to uh, cross face once they get up. And you gotta think about it to yourself. If, uh, if you're a four eye and the guard's fanning you, you know, chances are the ball's obviously going to the opposite side of uh, where the block's gonna be at. So we want these guys to be able to, uh, you know, read and react a little bit on the run. Uh, again, touching that sight key is the biggest thing so we can try to figure out exactly what we're trying to do and what he's trying to do to us. And that just comes through repetitions and practice. Uh, the fourth type of, or excuse me, the third type of block uh, we're gonna look at is a pull. Now, anytime that guard pulls, you know, uh, as, as a sight key guy, we wanna make sure, again, we're trying to touch our key. So if that guard pulls, obviously we're gonna get as skinny as we can and get in his back pocket down the line of scrimmage. Now we do chase pulls. Uh, but we need to also be aware of where the pressure is coming from. You know, there, there could be pressure from an offensive tackle trying to cut you off. Uh, there could be pressure from the center trying to back block you. But, you know, I spent a lot of time with the offensive line coaching those guys. And it, it is a tough block for a center to get all the way back on a four eye, especially when that four eye is getting any kind of depth uh, into the backfield. Now, we don't want our guys to play you know, uh, all the way in the backfield and, you know, three and four yards deep. We want to try as much as we can to play down the line of scrimmage. And when you get that pull by the guard and you get skinny and you can get in that guard's back pocket, that guard is going to take you to, uh, you know, where the play is being run. A lot of times you're going to be right behind that play, right behind whether it's a kick out, uh, you know, it's a, a kick out on power or a turn up, maybe on, a, you know, any kind of ISO or any kind of fold play. Uh, but, you know, we realize that we want to teach those guys two things. Number one, the key of the guard, the pull. But number two, try to feel that pressure to make sure that, you know, we don't get cut off. Uh, the fourth thing, and I think it's probably one of the, the toughest things to learn for, for a four-eye, is, is a pass set. Uh, now, you know, only a few of our players, i got to be honest, are able to, to master this. Uh, but if you get a pass set and there's no stunt called, so there's nothing on, uh, you know, we want to try to teach our guys to move from a four eye to a five on the tackle and now contain uh, and rush the quarterback. You know, we are now obviously in a little bit of a different, uh, you know, play scheme because, you know, you know it, you're going to have a hard time getting home to the quarterback with three rushers. But a lot of times you can make sure that you can contain that quarterback and he doesn't get out of the pocket. And again, this is something that is, uh, is extremely hard to do. Uh, but I think if you can practice it and rep it and you can get your guys to understand that, you know, your, your four eyes have to be very disciplined in what they're doing. You got to make sure that you're, if your four eyes a true B-gap player, 
that, that he's not guessing and trying to go outside sometimes. He's not, you know, guessing and getting hands on his tackle all the time too. Uh, so, you know, he's got to be a disciplined player, and he's got to realize that if he goes to the right place and he reacts on his key, that he's going to get a, uh, you know, better chance to do that. Uh, we also talk to our kids about, you know, pullers. Obviously, I said before, we want to play as close to the uh, heels of the D lineman as possible, excuse me, as the offensive lineman as possible. But, uh, you know, we've, we've found that our tackles can be very active against pulling guards and really cause a problem uh, to the go line when they get a fast read and they react real fast. Now, how we, how we practice this in practice is um, we talk about a visual key and a sight key. Now, we try to break this down into real small details for our kids to understand. So if I'm sight key reading the guard, all right, I do not want to see the entire player. All right, I want to see a small movement. So what we've tried to do with our kids is try to get them to, uh, you know, in the movie The Patriot, they talk about aim small, miss small. So we try to teach those kids, if you'll look at the near shoulder pad of what that guy's doing, that's going to give you a movement pretty quick about whether that guy's trying to reach you, whether he's trying to down block, whether, it, you know, whether he's pulling and it reads those. And you'll find out a lot of times early on when you're trying to teach this scheme, your kids will try to guess. And, you know, they'll try to guess and feel like he's pulling. And if they guess wrong and obviously if he's trying to reach, then, then just by their steps they're going to be, uh, you know, not under control and they're going to be reached. So eye discipline is something that we demand every day in our daily drill. We talk about this with our kids all the time. You know, we, when we're, we're running a drill, we'll have other kids sit behind them and say, you know, what did, what did his sight key do? What did his, what did his shoulder do? Just to make sure that the kids understand that and get more comfortable doing that. If you've got a player uh, who plays with great effort and also is a great technician and can read those blocks really quick, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good recipe for, uh, for making plays for your four technique, uh, your four eye. Now, I'll also tell you this, you have to teach your players a little bit about splits now. You know, if you're getting uh, a wide split between a guard and tackle, then chances are, you know, that, that tackle's probably not trying to cut you off inside. They may just be trying to expand the hole for something that may be coming your way. Uh, you know, maybe they're going to try to fan you with a tackle. And, you know, uh, a lot of times uh, we see schemes where it's just a double fold where they base block the nose, the guard goes out, and the tackle will go underneath to try to get up on the linebackers and cover everybody up. Uh, so you have to look at those things and teach those. Now, if you've got a tackle who's split really, really close to the guard and there's a lot of distance in between the guard and the center, then obviously you're, you're going to alert yourself to think maybe that tackle is probably trying to, you know, to cut you off. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, that guard's going to be pulling. Now, we talk to our D-line and our linebackers about, you know, what we call uh, birds and pigs. So if we get guys that are in three-point stances, Obviously, we're going to you know, try to look for any keys that give it away, such as, uh, you know, uh, could be anything that's white knuckle, a flat hand, uh, could be heels off the ground if they're, you know, trying to go forward. Uh, if they're trying to pull or trying to pass that or a full block, maybe it could be something that's, you know, the, obviously the knuckles, the hands are going to be barely on the grass. And, uh, you know, teams that are well coached and uh, balanced as offensive linemen, you don't get as many keys. But a lot of times you can get those keys uh, just by feet, just by watching those feet and watching those hands to see where they're located at. You know, if you've got a guy who's, uh, you know, white knuckled and really out and his, and his heels are up, you know, there's only really one way he can go. 
uh, and then the very next snap you might get that guy with a really really light hand and his heels are down and that that gives you you know it's kind of like uh kind of like cheating on a test you know you're getting the answers before the ball snaps so any of those things any of those you can give to your uh your kids i think is an important thing now when we talk about the nose this could be uh this question was not asked but this could be for an entirely different podcast when we talk about this you know when you're playing a tight front there's a lot of different guys who want to play the uh you know the nose to the opposite side of the back uh you know they want to play a lag technique away from those uh you know and i think the 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 easy answer to this without getting into a, to a lot of detail I think the easy answer to this is 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 not letting that guy you know uh, you know be a, a, a sitting duck. I think you got to move him around a little bit and uh, you know let him let him play a little bit and let people fit. But he's got to understand too where the fitters are at. He's also got to understand pressure. He's got to fight pressure with pressure. You know if he uh, if he goes to play a lag technique and the center and the center's just trying to push him out. You know he can't just run out and around the block. He's got to play back across the face of that block. And try to get back to the opposite gap and fight those uh, but you know playing that nose technique and being able to move him around and do a lot of different things I think is important now you know we haven't even talked about you know long sticking or doing any of those things with our four techniques and bringing them uh, you know all the way into the a gap there's a lot of different things you can do in terms of game planning uh, but you know we're just trying to talk about the, the the drills that we use every day the four types of blocks that we uh, you know, take on every day with those guys. And the biggest thing I would say is, you know, the tight front is becoming in vogue and a lot of people are, are getting into it more and a lot of people are wanting to run it. And, you know, it's just, a, I guess what you would say, kind of a, a little bit of a bastardized version of, uh, of bear uh, because you're still, instead of playing three techniques, you're playing four techniques. But I think it does, it messes with your, uh, you, know, you know, your angles a little bit as, as an offensive lineman. Uh, if you try it, play a true four technique you know it gets you uh, a little bit of the movement and if you're a guy who wants to you know get in a tight front and move those guys around a little bit I think you got to be careful I think you've got to do a very good job of studying film you know to make sure that you don't put yourself or your kids in a bad situation uh, you know when the ball snap because you don't want to you don't want to stun out of things you know you want to do a really good job of watching your film and breaking those things down and making sure that you're getting tendencies uh, for those guys. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys t today. Uh, this is a pretty short podcast, but I uh, just wanted to answer one of the questions that we had out there about the tight front. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions uh, like the one that we uh, talked about today, just reach out to us uh, uh, Twitter. Our Twitter's uh, at FB Coaches Corner. Uh, as always, you can email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Please go by and visit our website, which is footballcoachescorner.com, for information about our video scout checklist. Uh, we have game planning templates on there that are available for both offense and defense. Uh, we also have free downloads, and you can access any of our previous uh, podcasts. Guys, if this is your first time listening, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, if not, if, it's, if you've uh, listened quite a few times before, just leave us a review. Uh, that helps move our podcast up the rankings. and. Uh, Feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you uh, enjoy with enjoy or feel like would enjoy it. Uh, if you have any topics you would like for us to cover in the future, just let us know through Twitter or email, and we'll be glad to get those topics in. And uh, guys, I hope your families are staying safe. Uh, I hope you're continuing to communicate with your kids, take care of those kids, your kids' needs, not just about football, but about other things, and letting those kids know that you care about them. And uh, thanks again for listening today.
And until next time, coaches, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.